You know what this is? It's the world's smallest violin playing just for the waitresses. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. We could survive this. We could survive this. Look, he just died. Wow, I've got my own theme tune. Yes. I'm so excited. Sorry, do you want to start the show? Uh, hello. <laughs> and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a very excitable Ben. I have my own theme tune. I've never had my own theme tune. Not many people have their own theme I'm also theory. more awake than uh, last time. We so. can tell. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> Only slightly. Yeah. Exciting day today, Ben. It is. It's episode... Tell me why. <laughs> not not just your own theme music, but it's episode 81 today, and we're doing... Ah, the, the magic 81. Yes. The well one... known for um that thing that happened in 81. Reservoir Dogs. Uh, that was 92. 92. <laughs> Nearly uh, there. Nearly there. Almost there. Only a few days out. Years out. Whatever. No. Nearly a decade. <laughs> uh, we're doing Reservoir Dogs today. Yeah. That's that's what makes eighty one. Well, episode eighty one so special. Quentin Tarantino. His um, the quintessential movie maker. Quentin. Is that why he's Quentin the quintessential? Yeah, I think his parents named him that. So whatever he went into, he would be the Quentin central. <laughs> They uh, went a long way for a good pun, didn't they? They did, the, they the did. The Tarantino. Men after... Me, yeah, men. He was actually adopted by 2K... No, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Parents after your own heart. Exactly. Yeah, I love a good pun name. Uh, this is Tarantino's first big budget film. Um, is he, it? Is, he has done... Well, he's credited on IMDb as having done two other films. Hang on, what counts as a big budget? Because this film was made with less than two million, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. Is well, anything over a million? That's a lot to me. It's a, it's a lot to most people in the movie industry. It's not no. a ridiculous. You're not going to make Pacific Rim on a million dollars, are you? A crack Cardboard version of, <laughs> of Pacific Rim, you could make for for that much. Am I wrong in saying this is his first feature film? Then yes, yeah. He he's credited on IMDb as having an unfinished film and a film called. I think it's it's my best friend's birthday or something like that. Uh, the other film that he made sounds suspiciously like a porno. <laughs> it's probably not. I can't What's the other one? It was it was something bondage. Was brothers <laughs> in bondage or something? Was he a porn director before he I, became the quintessential <laughs> filmmaker? He might have been, but um, the bondage one was unfinished and probably actually it just made its way into Pulp Fiction didn't it yeah let's be honest in the gimp scene yeah he wanted to get that gimp in there somewhere (laughs) Uh, but yeah Reservoir Dogs Um, story is basically uh, a mob boss or a criminal mastermind Joe hires six uh, criminals to pull off this diamond heist and he gives them all uh, code names so that if one of them gets captured that they can't rat out the other ones and uh, we got Mr. Pink who is a Steve Buscemi, uh, Mr. Brown is Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Mr. Orange is um, Tim Roth. Yeah, Tim Roth. He's he's good. Uh, Mr. White is Winston Wolf from Pulp Fiction. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure most he, of these are. <laughs> I'm sure he has a real name. And then we got Mr. Blue and probably someone else that I'm forgetting. Mr. Blonde. Mr. Blonde. Mr. Blonde. Yeah. Who plays Mr. Blonde? Um. Well prepared we are. <laughs> Michael. Madsen. Okay. 
uh, yeah, who whose character is uh, the brother of um, John Travolta's character in Pulp Fiction. Vince Vega. Yeah, so that's a nice bit of world building there from Tarantino. Also, the big kahuna burgers that uh, pop up in everyone. I heard something recently about Tarantino's films that while they all take place in the same universe, some of the films, such as Kill Bill, are films in the Tarantino universe. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. There's... There's a lot of theories around the, yeah. the Tarantino verse. You, yeah. you, I have heard that as well, but I can't I comment on which ones. I was films. surprised to find out that he's apparently planning on doing, is it ten or twelve films and then just leaving it? Yeah, something like that. Because when me and me and someone else tallied them up, we thought that he was already there. He, yeah, he counts Kill Bill as one film. Okay. Even though he had to release it in in two parts because it'd be like. A, bloody five hour film then we or have Reservoir like Dogs Pulp Fiction a Grindhouse yeah d- Death Deathproof Grindhouse Inglorious Bastards Django Hateful Eight or as Chris calls Django the Django Chris is a fool <laughs> and an idiot and that's why really. I killed him again what are the others he can't have done eight uh, I, I know he's got other like TV he does special guest directing things on um some TV shows and stuff like that. Um, moving on. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Our poor knowledge of Tarantino's back catalogue. Yeah. Joe gets these all these criminal goons together to pull off this diamond heist. The diamond heist does not go well, but uh, we never see what actually happens. It's all alluded to in uh, conversations that we get. Who uh, do you believe? Yeah, is the question exactly? Who do you trust? The film is it's basically kind of like a glorified play. It takes place in one location, plus flashbacks. Yeah, flashbacks and and, and the side bits. But yes, it's quite an interesting film, and they use their tiny budget rather well, didn't they? It's I think it is can be mostly attributed to the the talent involved. Yeah, good actors. Yeah, uh, good dialogue. Tarantino, oh, he's good at writing small talk mm. conversations that mean absolutely nothing but you're still entertained by them anyway yeah like uh the tipping conversation which everyone obviously knows about yeah at the start of this um and is it steve's machine color what's pink? he's mr pink yeah mr pink he's constantly riffing about his opinion that no one else <laughs> seems to share yeah now interesting fact uh from imdb first of many first of so many Tarantino wanted to play Mr. Pink and he did warn uh, Steve Buscemi you've got to make this audition a killer one otherwise I'm going to take the role and you're going to be Mr. Brown obviously Steve Buscemi pulled a great performance out of the bag and uh, well done Tarantino was relegated to poor Mr. Brown relegated himself <laughs> how good was that audition that he had to fire himself yeah did he did he give himself a pink slip and oh, God. <laughs> demote himself what's a pink slip Oh, sorry. <laughs> that sounded very innuendo. We'll stay with Mr. Pink, and uh, we, we get a Wilhelm scream out of him. Uh, Aren't you happy about I that? I am very happy, because it means I get to play this. I'll add it in post. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> the magic of editing. I know, it's pretty oh, I, 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 I just heard it, actually. <laughs> It's a non-lethal Wilhelm scream, which we don't get to talk about a lot. He just pushes the pedestrian out of the way as he's running away from cops. This we get in a flashback that he's telling to Mr. White as to how he got 
into the sticky situation that he finds himself in. The film goes on with uh, characters popping in and out. Mr. Blonde finally shows up and Mr. White's not happy with him because uh, it turns out, if we believe Mr. White, it's Blonde's fault that the heist went to ship because he started shooting, um, I think, the bank clerks or or something. Yeah, I think it is that. They set off an alarm and he started shooting. Yeah. But it it was also a setup because uh, Mr. Pink proposes the idea that someone in their little group is uh, working for the police and that's why they got there so quickly and managed to kill uh, Mr. Blue. But again, this whole film, you're sort of guessing who's telling the truth or is there any truth to what they're saying? Yeah, whether they're just paranoid or whether there really is a a rat in the the nest, so to speak. They need a ratter. They do, yes. So Blonde has an argument with white and pink's trying to calm them down eventually blonde says hey i got a i got a thing in the trunk that you that you want to see i got some junk in my trunk he does have junk in his trunk turns out that that junk in the trunk is a kidnapped police officer what a punk that he stole from <laughs> that he stole from the scene of the crime and it's uh do you steal a person or do you abduct them <laughs> no i think you steal a person you kidnap him you are mine now mm-hmm. i own you <laughs> Yeah, and they and they lay into him trying to get this information out of the of the police officer as to who the the rat is. The police officer's not saying, and uh, eventually, nice guy Eddie comes in, who is son the he's the son of Joe. Yeah, he kind of brings some order to this chaotic situation. He's like, right, bring some decorum to the proceedings. Yes. Firstly, he says we got to get rid of the all the cars that are parked outside this warehouse because it's drawing a lot of attention to um to this place. Oh. Mr. Pink, Mr. White, and nice guy Eddie go out, move the cars, and pick up the diamonds which Mr. Pink has stored somewhere safe, leaving an leaving Mr. Blonde. Yeah, Mr. Blonde, with the police officer, and or police officer. Oh, and Mr. Orange, who's been injured. Injured. We don't know how. Just yet. But how did it happen? We'll find oh, out. Oh, Mr. Pink just got an injury. <laughs> You're watching the film again. That I am. <laughs> throwing a punch at the officer. Do we know the officer's name? He does say, but I didn't write it down. Okay. <laughs> Too lazy. Yeah. So, yeah, Blonde, he's... Uh, we've gotten from Mr. White's dialogue. Uh, he thinks Blonde's a, a psychopath. and uh, a loose cannon. A loose cannon, yeah. Someone that you don't want on a tightly run criminal uh, heist and it turns out Blonde is a psychopath because he chops what gave it away what gave it away Jack <laughs> was it the ear chopping off it might have been the ear chopping off the creepy dancing mate <laughs> I'd, I would, I'd say he's just an inept dancer inept not not creepy because I dance like that <laughs> you, you dance creepy I hey oh, yeah. <laughs> you dance ineptly yes very ineptly very ineptly um, Blonde cuts off this guy this uh, police officer's ear this poor soul then goes to the back of his car pulls out a jerry can of uh, petrol throws it all over him leads a trail all the way back and uh, is about to set it on fire when uh, Mr. Orange pops up and shoots Mr. Blonde I think like ten times he empties his magazine into him do we trivia <laughs> How many rounds are in a magazine of whatever guns they were using? Well, enough to kill Mr. Blonde, and he slumps One. back. One would be enough. <laughs> it would be. He got a little overexcited, Mr. Orange. Yep. And um, that's when Mr. Orange says to the police officer, Hey, I'm I'm the rat. I'm the, 
I'm the guy that um, basically dobbed these guys in. Yeah. There was a snake and it was me. Mm. So, that leads us to the most important question, Ben. If you were Mr. Blonde... Yes. Could you survive this? And what would you do in order to survive? I would not... I would dance. (laughs) Yeah. I would either not prolong this torture and just kill him but if you're really into that and you really are the loose cannon that you seem to be you're not going to think rationally like kill that. orange yeah he's on he's his way out you back and you want to kill someone scare this police officer by killing him that would scare him it would oh you do. think i won't kill i'll kill my <laughs> teammate how's that make you feel yeah shit yourself and orange is on the way out anyway exactly he's holding the team back he is. He's he's a liability because he's he'll have to go to the hospital or Joe will have to fork out for a, a corrupt doctor to come and patch him up. I think it was twelve shots, by the way. Was it twelve? I uh, think twelve. I'm not hundred percent, but I think it was twelve. He got a he got a lot in though. Did uh did Mister Orange? Not bad for an injured man. That's no. trained. Trained, yes, because he is, he is a, the fuzz man. Yes. Um. Yeah, I would I would kill my would be killer before he could kill me that's a very Chris move yeah that is just murder everyone before they murder you oh but then I would have no no I, yeah I would say him like kill him he's holding you back tell the rest of the team that he died he just injuries. bled out it's it's a likely story look at him yeah he spends most of the film covered in his own blood exactly and there's no saying that he wouldn't because he doesn't know Orange I mean he's um, Blonde's got a connection with nice guy Eddie yeah, and Orange has befriended White. Yeah, yeah I would, I would, I would have probably killed him, and then he would have not had the chance to kill you. I mean, to be honest, he probably would have just thought he was dead already. Yeah, because he he hadn't moved at this point in like thirty minutes of the film, yeah, of, of runtime in the film. So maybe he just forgot he was there. <laughs> oh, there, wait a minute! There's Orange. Yeah, as he shoots me twelve times. <laughs> Do you have an answer? Would you? kill orange first i think the best way would be to kill the officer as cleanly as possible i don't think that would save you though because i think orange would have killed you for doing that so i think you take out orange to scare the officer which in turn also saves your life because the officer he bites the bullet anyway yeah nice guy eddie swoops in at the end it's a tricky thing because in order to survive you'd have to know that orange was one awake too alive, al- alive, and uh, and a police officer. Yeah. So it's, it's very complicated. That I'm sticking with kill Orange first mm. to scare the officer. Or it might also be that Orange shot Blonde just because he didn't want the whole might be warehouse getting set on fire, and because Orange can't, he can't go anywhere. He's yeah. injured. He can't move. So maybe he was worried that. No fire extinguishers around, so safety first. Right, but I'm saying to survive as Mr. Blonde, I would kill Orange. Mm. As a... Uh, to uh, freak out the... Uh, yeah, as a frightening measure. Mm. Yeah. I'll chop off your own air. Or have you... Yeah. <laughs> That'd really freak him out. Yeah. Um, chop off your own air. <laughs> yeah, we then... Um, after the revelation that Orange is the police officer, we get uh, his flashback and his version of events and how he manages to infiltrate this criminal gang yep learns a story learns a story tells it tells it well yes but he's a good actor he is 
Yes, that's true. And then we get a sharp cut to the aftermath of the... Ooga uh, chaka, ooga chaka, <laughs> ooga chaka, ooga chaka. That is a good song. <laughs> we get a cut to um, the aftermath of the diamond heist. Yes. Where Mr. Brown, Quentin Tarantino, crashes into a parked car and he's got a head injury. I don't know whether he gets that in the crash or whether he'd got it post-crash. Mr. Orange and Mr. White are also in the car. Orange sticks with um, Tarantino just to see if he's if he's alright, if there's anything he, is he not. can do. He's really not. So, do we... Him? How but, would we survive that? Don't hit parked cars? <laughs> if that is what gave him the injury, then, yeah, be a better driver. For God's sake. Take your driving test, Tarantino. But it's not clear what what gave him the injury maybe he was like hit with a a bullet in the crossfire or something like that maybe he got grazed or I, I, we, we just don't know but um one that we could survive is mr white he goes and stands behind the corner with two guns and um basically lays an ambush for the chasing police cars that are after him or car that's after him yes it chasing pulls officers up. yeah it um pulls up White jumps out from around the corner, shoots into the windscreen of the, the car, killing both of the um, the officers in there. I think this is a fairly simple one. Drive into Mr. White. Don't stop. Yeah? Just plough into him. Uh, have a bulletproof car? Yeah, maybe that would <laughs> Just work. Just a windshield? Would that be too much to ask for from your... Uh, you're, you're in America, where guns exist... Your officers have guns to be prepared. I think he shoots them before they can stop, but that car does come to a very sudden stop. It does, yeah. Maybe maybe that's um because uh, they didn't want to take the corner too quickly. And maybe that's how you'd survive. You would not take the corner too quickly. You would get cover, park up around the corner, assess the situation, be smart. Maybe call a SWAT team. Only in. you can prevent forest fires. <laughs> Wise words indeed. Bulletproof windows. I don't think any police force would pay out for bulletproof windows. Because you'd also have to, like, shoot out the windows. If no, you, were... you would be trained to get out of the vehicle before you shot or lean out of the window and look cool as fuck doing it. Yeah, just driving along. Yeah. Shooting out. Yeah, uh, park up around the corner and assess the situation. Mm. Call for backup. Yep. I think there probably already would be backup. From yeah, because the there's lots side. of sirens in the background and all that are, yeah. that are going off. Um, yeah, be be smarter officers. Yeah, don't don't try and be the hero. You're no. not John McClane, man. No, you're just a nameless police officer that gets killed by the once and future Winston. Wolf. But do support actors know their support actors, or do they think they're, they're the also main... the protagonist? Maybe food the... for thought. Food for thought. Just think about that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, uh, we're done uh, thinking. <laughs> Moving on to the next death. That's too much thinking. Mister Orange uh, instigates the next death. Yeah, they um white and orange bugger off. Uh, Leave they, the scene. Yeah, they try to hijack uh, a car so they can make a quick getaway. Unfortunately, the lady in the car more prepared than the police. It seems exactly. She's got a gun. And when Orange comes round to open up the driver's side door, she shoots him, hits him in the stomach. Orange falls and uh, shoots her in the heart, in the chest or somewhere like that. Might be the head. Yeah, she gets a good shot in. 
is more competent than the police are. <laughs> the fictional police. The fictional police. Not the real police. No. Or maybe the real police. No, Jack, no. <laughs> there is a simple way. Just let them have the car. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, well done to you for defending your property. But yeah, good There's on two you. of them. Are you really going to get two shots in before they can get one in? Yeah. Like, you're not Mr. White. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's even... a heart shot. Sorry, it mm. is a heart shot. I mean, even if you do kill Orange, White is right behind yeah, you. Yeah, you're so, fucked. So he'd shoot you in the in the back yeah. anyway. Is it worth it for your car? Maybe she's not insured. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why. So? <laughs> maybe she's stolen the car. Not worth dying over. It's not, no. Though it is a nice car. It's a sporty car. It's model. not now he's bled all inside it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, give him the car. That would that would be the sensible yeah, thing to do. I, I would agree with you. It would be. We then come back inside the uh, the warehouse when nice guy Eddie, Mister Pink, and Mister White come back in with the diamonds. With the diamonds, they're shocked to find uh, Mister Blonde is dead. Yep. Nice guy Eddie. I'd be more shocked to see Mister Orange is still alive. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, man! You've been bleeding out for half the film. Nice guy Eddie. He he liked Mister Blonde. Um. And when Mr. Orange says, Blonde, he was gonna he was gonna kill me and the officer, and then when you guys come back, kill you, take the diamonds, he was gonna burn the officer. Eddie's he's not really buying into this and he shoots the officer a couple of times in the chest. Things we gotta remember about the officer. He's tied to a chair with a missing ear. Yes. So we're in a a tricky situation, Ben. You got it. Bleed out on the duct tape. All right, slip out. Yeah, because when he's throwing the uh, the gasoline all over his face, the duct tape falls off his mouth. Yeah. I imagine the duct tape is already loose around your body from the rest of the uh, petroleum around yeah. you. Yeah. Bleed on it. <laughs> slip away like a slippery little eel. Or would the petrol or gasoline or whatever, would that loosen the adhesive qualities of the duct tape well, anyway. It did. it did on his face. Yeah. So the blood would only make it easier. I would say. Yeah. I would argue. How'd you like that, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> and there's no attempt for him, for the officer, because he's got probably five minutes to try and escape. He could try and rock off his chair. Yeah. Try and break the chair Black Widow style and, and escape. Of course, yeah. That's what I would do. Just of course, I would. I would do a somersault with yeah. a chair strapped to my back and crush it on a Russian general. Exactly. Duh. I mean, there's no attempt, is there? He's just no. mourning the loss of his ear. You're just giving up at this point. Yes. Yeah. He he could have been the John McClane of the film. He could have got Mister Orange and and left before the other. They should guys have got, got Bruce there. Willis to play this officer. Exactly. That yeah. would have been well, retroactively quite a good. Uh, would have been pun. interesting. Yeah. When did Die Hard come out? Uh, 80s. Oh, so... some point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mm. I don't know. Just l- lack of effort. Okay, so the officer, we're saying he should have bled out onto his... Uh, well, not bled out, but bled onto his duct tape. And yeah, they tried to fidget a bit, because duct tape, contrary to popular belief, is not indestructible. No. You can. <laughs> if it is on your mouth, all you need to do is open and close your mouth a few times and lick it, lick the duct tape adhesive side, mm. and you'll be free. Yeah. I still don't get why in films it's still portrayed as, oh no, I'm duct taped, I'm trapped forever. I mean, if you put a lot of layers on, you are trapped. Yeah. But you stick it around your hair. Yeah. That's a real pain to, 
to put your, your waxing strips. If if you have duct tape in your hair, that's that's your new look. You have duct tape in your hair now. That is your identity. Yeah. Yeah, you're stuck like that forever. So yeah, just poor yeah. effort. Come on, poor effort. Um, What's the next? How the hell are we going to survive these next deaths? Well, this is this is the thing. We get to the Mexican standoff portion of the of the film now. Uh, Joe comes in. The the, the worst Mexican portion. <laughs> Nachos are the best Mexican portion. You don't want a Mexican standoff. Standoff is the worst. It's, it's a bitter I think that's pill. pretty pretty universally agreed. Yeah, Joe shows up for this Mexican standoff just in time. He's somehow found out that Orange is the um is the police officer, and because White likes this guy, he's like, "Nah, you're you're wrong, Joe. You're wrong." So it escalates. Joe pulls out his gun, aims it at Orange. White pulls out his gun. Points at Joe. And nice guy, Eddie. Points at White. Don't shoot my daddy! <laughs> and Pink's in the corner, just trying to calm him down. But when the shooting starts, he runs and hides. And, yes. uh, the shooting... well, well done. Well done. <laughs> There's my answer. Run and hide. <laughs> he does survive, does Mr. Pink. We should be taking advice from him. Yes, run away. <laughs> That's the answer. If Chris's answer is murder everyone, run away the Pink from answer everything. is run away from everyone. Yeah, the the standoff um, ends. Who survives? We're who? Which misters survive the film? Pink and potentially White. orange. No, if, if they get him to a hospital in time. Except Mr. White was going to shoot him right at the very. We're not there yet. We're, We're not, not there. there yet. Yet. We're not there yet. Um, Pink survives because he runs away. Yeah. So Joe instigates the um the standoff, sets off the powder keg of gunshots by shooting orange then white shoots joe i think eddie could survive here he could do if anyone could it's eddie because once white shoots joe eddie then shoots white which makes white instinctively turn his gun on eddie yes shooting him killing if he'd got eddie. a kill shot though a headshot yeah then eddie would have got a shot been, yeah white wouldn't have been able to turn and, uh, and shoot. However, if White was a tad quicker, he could have avoided getting shot as well mm. if he had been moving as he was shooting. So either move quick enough before the situation escalates or move as you're shooting and survive. Yeah. Although that does work both ways. A moving target is harder to hit, but if you're moving, you've also got the bobbing of your, your hand and the exactly. moving to try yeah. and, and aim. So that... Yeah, Eddie... He's he's angry though. He's angry that his his papa's been been shot and killed. I wish I could play the audio where he is shouting. Stop pointing that fucking gun at my dad! Don't make me do this. Larry, stop pointing that fucking gun at my dad! He really sells that moment. I know, but uh, it is a tense situation. Oh, definitely. They also could have all survived if um they'd listen to Eddie or Pink and, and just put the put the guns down and settled it with a conversation because then but then the film will be another hour long well just them talking yes <laughs> about about their ideas on tipping and other social uh courtesies yeah are, but at least do I'm, you open doors <laughs> do you hold open doors for women I don't believe in it no that's my pink impression <laughs> <laughs> fine I'll open a door because Joe said so <laughs> I don't like doing it. But I'm going to do it. I'll do it anyway. Um, if they did have another conversation, Orange probably would have bled out. 
by then. Yeah. Well, maybe. He seems to be fripping Superman. He's like must have nine pints. I know we normally nine say, lives. Yeah, nine lives. He's a cat. Yes, he is. Yeah, that wily cat. Mm. Body armor, you could say, but again, nineties, and it would ruin Mister White's lovely suit that look that he's got going on. Um. So we're not saying bulletproof vests. We're not saying bulletproof okay. vests. Run. Run. <laughs> Run is my answer. Grab Mr. Pink and use him as a human shield. <laughs> Although he's... Steve Buscemi, he's quite thin, so he's not the best human no. shield. But, yeah. It's a tricky one. Uh, it's a good scene, but a tricky one to survive. Um, Mr. White, though, he's not dead from his injuries. No. He crawls so over... So he took two shots. No, he didn't. He took one from... Took one from, from Eddie. Eddie. Gave two. Mm. Right. He he manages to crawl over to Mr. Orange, who then admits that he was the the mole. This angers uh, Mr. White, who's not happy about it. Meanwhile, Mr. Pink has casually seen this human carnage and gone, nope, I'm out of here. Bouncing. Graters. Yeah, grabs the diamonds and, and leaves. But in the background, we hear um, sirens and um, them shouting at Mr. Pink. And I did another IMDb trivia. Uh, Quentin Tarantino does say that Pink survives. Whether he gets caught and is in prison... I'm assuming so. Yeah, so um, he does live. If you hadn't said that we hear the police are shouting at Mr. Pink, I would assume they were alerted by the gunshots. Yeah. And were coming to the warehouse. Mm. It's either them shouting at Pink or them like organising themselves, saying, cover that exit of the warehouse yeah. and spread out, fan out and stuff like that uh the film ends though with um white he's got his gun uncomfortably laying on mr orange's face right in his cheek yeah it's just oh is he gonna pull the trigger he contemplates it but before he can um keels over the the police barge in shoot yeah they barge in and it there's gunshots and stuff and then i think he just falls over it's not spectacular there's no squibs or anything uh, and he just falls over and, and dies they do give him a warning though to put down the gun how would we survive that then put your gun down put the, put the gun down yeah help this man needs assistance I just got here yeah <laughs> even though I'm bleeding this is from a completely unrelated Mexican standoff I was in another one earlier it's a whole thing <laughs> Yeah, Clint Eastwood. Was I was involved. in the inglorious one. <laughs> yeah. I was in the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be the best way. But again, White is he's in a state of shock and... Oh no, my world has been crumbled. I like this kid and he, he's a traitor. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would say comply with the police. Mm, that would be the best, best way. Uh, the film also ends with maybe the most inappropriate song, the put the lime in the coconut song which <laughs> makes is me chuckle well it's a it's a kind of a downbeat ending uh to end it with a upbeat song mixed mixed emotions oh well that's the magic of cinema oh. they, don't you know they kill your main protagonist and then they give you a coconut song yeah yeah Why um, i just want to quickly add up how many characters are actually credited in this so we've got Mr. White, Mr. Orange, Mr. Blonde, Nice Guy Eddie, Mr. Pink, Joe, Holdaway, Marvin Nash, Mr. Blue, Marvin Mr. Nash Brown. is the tied-up officer. 
Sheriff's one, two, three, four. Teddy, the shot cop, the young cop, the shocked woman, and the shot woman, and Stephen Wright as K Billy DJ. Twenty-five. Yeah, that sounds about right. Quite a small cast. It is, yeah. Twenty, only twenty. Jesus, and making this good a film with twenty people and a million dollars. Shows you don't have to have a big budget when you've got a talent behind you, doesn't it? And a hell of a writer. Yes, and Tim Roth. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tim Roth was in that uh, FIFA FA. Is it? No, the FIFA film. All right, Seth not Blatter. seen that. Yeah, don't not want a lot to of people see that. did. <laughs> no, I haven't. Was it directed by Quentin Tarantino? No, FIFA directed by Quentin Tarantino. What the footballs just... are filled with explosives. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone has a gun. Yes, it's mandatory. Penalty shootout is a Mexican standoff. Why is Marvel credited in the, in the credits? The Silver Surfer and the Thing. Yeah, uh, when uh, Mr. Orange, in his flashback, he's talking with, um, I think it's like Handler, he describes Joe as looking like the Thing. From the from the Marvel comics, right? Just like a big, bold guy. Uh, I don't know why the Silver Surfer's credited in it. I'll be honest; it's more the fact that it says "used with permission." The Tarantino. And they had one million dollars, and Marvel said, well, "I guess Marvel wasn't so big in the night as big as they are now." No, I think probably the they only... were probably bankrupt and about they were about to have their whole world shifted. Yeah. I think probably at this point the only film that they had out was Howard the Duck. No, no, no. They had a lot of old Captain America. Yeah. Um, and Fantastic Four. Oh, films. Fantastic Four. That one was... Oh, oh, the thing looked terrible in that. Did we do a good job there of surviving? I feel like I keep taking you on different tangents. Um, I don't know. People at home, tell us if you thought... If you thought we did a good job of uh, surviving Reservoir Dogs. Yes. Run away... Give up your car. Be better police officers. Yeah. What was the first one? Um, drive better. Drive, yeah. Be better people. That seems to be the resounding advice. Yeah. I mean, the Tarantino, he's good at making slimy, horrible characters. Yes. So don't live in the Quentin Tarantino movie verse. X, best advice, yeah. It's a dangerous place to live. <laughs> yep. So. So bad. Um, yeah, if you wanted to email us, you can do that. We can survive that at gmail.com. Ben, you did such a good job of remembering what the Twitter was last week. You're a liar. Oh, is it at we could survive that? It's at we could survive, yeah. Oh. No, that. It, it doesn't let us. Uh, did I get that right last week? Probably. I don't I know. I doubt it. I think I feel like I would have said we could survive that. Yeah. At we could survive. We yes. could survive at. <laughs> No, it's just at We Could Survive. Yeah. Chris should be back next week, maybe. Um, I hope not. <laughs> you'll be back again, Ben. I've liked having you on. Thank you. I've liked being on. Good. Um, God, that was a moment we just shared. <laughs> that, was, that was real bromance bonding A romantic there. pause. Yes. We looked deeply into each other's eyes. I'm looking forward to me, you, and Chris doing one of these together. Yeah, I've got to gotta find a film that we, we can... Sharknado you don't want to do. No. <laughs> We'll find something. Yeah, we'll find something. We'll get that put together uh, as soon as uh, Chris is back from wherever the hell he is. Uh, Philippines? Yeah, no. probably. Guatemala, maybe. Uh, 
who knows yeah that's about it um let's end the show yes goodbye I've forgotten how you end the show oh wait, 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 wait. I've got it you've been listening to we could survive that the survival podcast helping you survive the movies maybe bye Eddie, you keep talking like a bitch. I'm gonna slap you like a bitch. Come on, man! I'm sick of it.